Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for Football Asia with Paul Williams. Yeah. Host of the Asian Game podcast, Paul Williams joins us right now. A man who was, well, there were some happy supporters I saw in Qatar, but this man, given the performances of some of the Asian teams over there, um, himself and, and Scotty McIntyre, Broski, they were beside themselves. I, I would say that they drank the joint dry, but the place was dry anyway. So they, they, we had some good soda waters over there talking about the performances of the Asian teams, didn't we, Paul? How are you, mate? <laughs> We did. I, I, I recall we shared a beer too. So um, just one. I, uh, we could only afford the last, one. The last time I yeah, could only afford one. The 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 last time I saw you, I think, was at um, at the Korea. Who did they play that Portugal, Portugal game? Yeah. When uh, they snatched it right at the end, and um, yeah, I was a little bit a uh, little bit nervous towards the end that end of that one. You could say a little bit. You should have seen him, Broski. He was beside himself. But it was, it was that was one of the great great memories of that entire tournament, that finish where Korea had to wait around for about five, six minutes and, and they got through. But um, time stops for no man or team or competition, Paul. We're into the J-League season already and a good start for Muskie with uh, Yokohama F. Marinos. Picking uh, right up where they left off last season, 2-1 win over Kawasaki to start the new season. A nice confidence booster, that one. Of course, they'd lost a few plays in the off-season, so... There's always then that question coming into a new campaign, having lost some key players. They lost the MVP from last season, Tomoki Iwata to Celtic. Uh, their goalkeeper, Yohai Takeoka, had also left. He'd gone to Vancouver. So there's always these question marks of can they do it again, having lost the talent. And on the evidence of that opening game against Kawasaki, uh, Kawasaki they can certainly uh, do it again. There was no hint whatsoever of um, a drop in performance, a drop in intensity um kawasaki themselves weren't bad and and a lot of people are suspecting that this might be the year that they really come back to the pack but they were missing a number of key players as well and i thought they still looked um they still looked pretty good i still think they'll be up there competing again but certainly from muskie's point of view um yeah an ideal way to get off to the uh the, the start of the season Another Aussie coach who got off to a winning start um, in the J2 was Pete Klamowski. And um, his side, Montedio Yamagata, got a very big 2-1 win away to uh, to Coffey to open their account in the J2. Mm, yeah, against uh, last year's Emperor's Cup winners, Venfrey Coffey, who almost got relegated to, to J3, but a good winning start to the season. And I spoke about Muskie losing some players over the off-season. Pete lost a lot of players from his Montedio side, as is the way when they perform so well in the second division. They get poached by teams in the, the top division. So players like Kota Yamada, Ruku Honda, um, got poached by Kashua, Gambra, Saka. There were a few others in there as well. So he's really had to remake his squad in the off-season with a whole lot of new players coming into the side. So to get that win on the opening day gives them some confidence. And it, it speaks to the ability of what Pete's been able to do to continually lose players and then to just replace and replenish and to continue on performing the way that they have, um, his uh, his star just continues to rise. 
That's what happens when you have a pretty good development pathway like they do over in Japan. Um, now, Thailand have won the uh, AFF Mitsubishi Electric Cup for a seventh time. Um, so are they are they a dark horse? And we're waiting for one of these, you know, not I won't call them lesser nations, but emerging nations. That's probably the right phrase. Um, to contend, uh, cause a few problems at, at an Asian Cup, which is coming around in less than 12 months. You'd like to think so. I mean, them and Vietnam have kind of been toying as the, the preeminent side in, in Southeast Asia and Vietnam under Park Hang So, and we know what they've been able to do. They made the quarterfinals of the last Asian Cup. So they did pretty well without leaving a huge, massive imprint on the tournament. But to still make the quarterfinals is an in, incredible achievement. I think Thailand now under Mano Polking, I think they've got a really good squad. The fact that they were able to win that tournament with what is in effect their their B team um, and do it relatively comfortably as well shows the depth that they've now got within the squad that they were able to leave out players like Chanatip, Superchok and all those guys who can still come into the side and make them so much better. So as we now look forward to the Asian Cup and what I like is they're taking a different approach to their build-up this time. They're, they're trying to get out from, you know, playing within their region. They've got a couple of friendlies coming up uh, against the UAE in Syria over in West Asia. They've been invited to take part in the West Asian Championships as well, which was meant to be in March, April, I think. It's been um, postponed to September. But um, they're sort of trying to um, test themselves outside of their, their comfortable region here in, in Southeast Asia. We often see them play friendlies against each other they're really trying to um to go down a different path and spread their wings so hopefully that will hold them in good stead when we come to the asian cup in uh, just under 12 months time you mentioned vietnam there they were the the beaten finalists they've announced that uh philippe trussier is that is that how you say it? okay anyway yeah, he yeah. famously guided japan to the round of 16 back in 2002 so he's going to be their new men's national team coach after being involved in their youth system for the last four years so what what will their goal be at next year asian next year's Asian Cup, do you think? Well, the fact, as I said, they made the quarterfinals last time. They should at least be aiming to equal that performance. Um, it'll take something to, you know, to beat that performance and and make a, a semi-final. Um, they're probably not as strong. They're not any significantly weaker, but they're probably not any stronger than than what they were in, in the UAE four years ago. But they should certainly be trying to, to equal that performance. Trussier coming in, he's a very different type of coach to, to Park Hang So. We know who is very pragmatic, very defensive. Philippe Trussier is a coach who um, is a little bit more expressive, likes his teams to play um, a little bit more attacking football, which I think a lot of people would like to see from this Vietnam side. As you said, he's been involved in their, their youth development system. He was their under-19s and Olympic team coach over the last couple of years. So he'll know this sort of next generation that are coming through. He'll know the country, he'll know the systems, he'll know the people. So in that sense, he's already got a bit of a head start coming into this role. He's not coming in, you know, completely blind to, to what the situation is there on the ground. Um, the only question mark over him is, you know, you, you referenced that, that high point with Japan in 2002. Most of his um, uh, success came really early in, in this century, sort of in that sort of 2000, 2010 period. Beyond that, he's had a couple of coaching stints, not a, a great deal of success. So um, he hasn't been actively involved a lot in um, in coaching. So we'll see whether that goes for or against him. But um, it's good that they've at least 
now made an appointment and uh, and one that I think a lot of people can get behind. Hey, Paul, just um, finally, mate, are we any closer to learning the exact timing of that Asian Cup in Qatar next year and and also the, the under-23s as well, which I believe is the Olympic qualifiers, but it, it was scheduled. I looked at the schedule mm. and I went, hang on a minute, they're on at the same time. Now, surely they're not going to do that. Although it is the AFC, um, <laughs> mate, are, are we any uh, are we any closer to finding out those crucial dates, especially from a from an Australian perspective, but the whole of Asia as well? Double header tournament would be fun. Uh, well, might be interesting for some players who'd play both. But curtain raiser, uh, curtain raiser, <laughs> be like NPL, um, yeah, under twenties in first grade. <laughs> Uh, no, the, the Asian Cup um, will be held in, in January next year, and I don't think that will come as any great surprise. You're not going to play that in the middle of the year. Um, there were some reports around the AFC Congress time about two weeks ago that it had been officially announced. I still don't recall seeing anything officially announced. I, I might have missed it. Maybe there was an announcement on the slide that I haven't seen, but it, it, it's going to be played in that time slot. I think if you check the... The calendars on the AFC website, it's listed in that slot now. It's been moved. And as you said, the, the under-23s were meant to be in that January time slot. My understanding is that will now get put, pushed back to March of 2024, okay. um, uh, that the under-23s will be played. And as you said, that is the Olympic qualifiers. So it'll be just a couple of months before the Olympics that those qualifiers will be held. But that's my understanding, um, is that will be held in uh, in March next year. But don't put it past them to play it at the same time. <laughs> you never, never know. <laughs> Paul Williams, uh, host of the Asian Game Podcast, really appreciate the update, as always, from our, what's going on in our neighbourhood in world football. And we'll speak again soon, mate. Thanks, Paul. Cheers, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, Paul Williams joining us on the Global Game.